Alrighty, we're back with uh, another episode of Behind the Vinyl. Um, this time, yet another guest. Yes. Um, would you like to introduce yourself in the album? Yeah, that I am Eka Toppinen from Apocalyptica, Finland. Absolutely, and the album you've chose to... Uh, to Yeah, it's from my favorite metal band, Gojira. And of course, it was hard to pick which one of the albums, because all the albums are great. But um, let's take the Magma. The absolutely latest one yeah because absolutely. we are as i've understood we are heading very close to the new <laughs> release of Kojira. So. <laughs> right 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 well let's let's start off and we'll go with the uh the opening track from the album the shooting star and then we will come back and talk yes
So Gojira, Nick, this is, uh, so out of all the Behind the Vinyls we've done, this is by far the, the youngest album. They're all like 70s and 80s records. Yeah, and, the uh, most modern one. Exactly, so it's quite nice to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I love it as well. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Gojira. And uh, I know you're a huge fan, and you're a huge fan. Absolutely. Um, and um, as I was talking to you before this, um, also like I mentioned that I, I recently talked to um, Miles Kennedy, Mark Tremonti, because there's a song on their new album that has a kind of a Gujira riff or feel to it. Right, yeah. And, and they were pretty open with that. Miles was heavily influenced by Gujira, had listened to them, been listening to them a lot. And both Miles and Mark uh, were just raving about Gujira as being the, like, the most important, what would you call, modern metal band out there. And you said the same thing. Yeah, it's actually, it's nice to have a new album because even it sometimes feels in the metal scene that everything is old yeah. and nothing good and new and fresh is happening. And that feeling is sometimes for a reason because many of the new bands also, they just repeat what, what has been done yes. in a way in the past. But uh, Gojira is, um, is one of the modern bands of, of this century that have been able to create their own style and bring the metal attitude into their own territory and uh, and create their own color yeah. of sound yeah. and all, own atmosphere, all, all kind of state of mind. Yeah. And for me, that's just been kicking, kicking my ass for, yeah. <laughs> for so yeah. much, for yeah. so long. Yeah. When did you first discover Gojira? I actually first discovered Gojira maybe 2005 or six, around about that time. And... Um, I think I got first this, um, um, what is this uh, album called now? This uh, From Sirius to Mars. Mm. Right, yeah. yeah. Love it. Great one. And uh, it actually came <coughs> for me from uh, my publisher, French publisher, because uh, I published my music in France. And, um, and my publisher, Jacques, always said, okay, you should meet with Joe Duplantia from Gojira, and you guys should do something together. And that was kind of in the air. Okay, maybe we should do that. And I started to dive into Gojira's music. And actually, for me, to be honest, in the very beginning from Sirius to Mars was something that I really didn't, it, it didn't hit my state of mind on that time. But when, when came the, the um, what is the way of all flesh? Yes. Right. That album and Ouroboros and, uh, and, um, Art of Dying mm. and these kind of songs that, that that was those were the keys for me to really to get into that world yes. world of music and I've been I was so blown away and I've been fan ever since and there's been not even time during these over 10 years that I would have not been listening to Kojira right, right. Yeah. it's something that, that I got constantly I go back to yeah. and I, I like to go running sometimes and quite often and most often it's Kojira in my ears because it's a state of mind and fits for running very well. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But it's, it's really, it's a, a state of mind. And uh, I it like is. that kind of music that can bring you into a different dimension. Yeah. But the Way of All Flesh was the album that I got into as that well. That was your gateway into Gojira. That, because I remember getting a promo and didn't really know what Gojira was. Yeah. And just put it on. And I think, yeah, Ouroboros is the first song. And it's that... That wavy riff is doing there. That really, wow, what is this? It sounded really different. 
I, I saw them play with Trivium. They supported Trivium. Oh, right. Quite, I, I want to say maybe 2004, oh, wow. 2005 in the UK. Oh, okay. And that was the first time I saw them and, and not to take anything away from Trivium, but it was just like, oh my God, what yeah. is this band? Yeah. And that was literally the first. And then I think uh, that followed up with uh, Terrorizer magazine in the UK. Right. Uh, I think putting them on the cover. Oh, okay. That was kind of the, okay. the, the gateway in for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's been amazing to see that they've been doing tons and tons of these uh, tours playing as a support. Yeah. As an opening band yeah. they, they for a bigger band. They've been continuously doing that. Yep. And now it starts to pay off yeah. Yeah. because they've been able to play for big crowds all the yep. time. And because their live performance is outstanding. Yes. So they blow away everybody who sees them. Yeah. And yeah. now suddenly they are headliner level on metal festivals around the world so yeah. that's that's amazing they yeah. played a great i think the best show i've ever seen with them was this past summer in stockholm at, at grana lund yeah that yeah was that was a just great show. amazing amazingly know, good do you know that venue yeah Gronenlund. yeah i know yeah. Yeah. yeah the amusement park yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great you yeah. you guys would actually play great there yeah we should yeah. play there yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely Definitely. every time it's like kiss meets the phantom of the park yeah it's that kind of thing yeah Love yeah. it. But it's, it's a, cool a, it's place. a I, I like that venue. It's a little yeah. bit of weird. And some, some bands, it's hit and miss with some bands. Sure. What they, what yeah. they think. You yeah. Know? But um, yeah, Gujira. I remember Slayer loves that. I think they played there two or three times. Yeah. And they just love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love um, it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's play another song. Let's keep things moving. Um, um, Silverda. Hmm. Which was, uh, it's probably my favorite song for the record. Yeah, it's a good one. Let's hit that up and then we'll uh, come back afterwards.
good. That's great, man. <laughs> it is so good. This record is so fucking heavy. At yeah, I remember, I think... I think they were making this album right. when I interviewed Joe at Stockholm Fields. That could be right. I think so. Right, they were yeah. working on it. And he mentioned, we did a video interview, yeah. and he mentioned it. Uh, it has some, some Pantera riffs in it. And, um, and that, that quote with the Pantera riffs kind of just got spread all over the place. Right. Okay. <laughs> on, all, on all the sites. Yeah. And then they came back to do promo for this album. And, and then he told me, like, yeah, all oh, right, I remember, yeah, I had to answer questions about Pantera forever after that. So <laughs> yeah, that that's always cool. risky yeah, when you exactly. explain Reaper because when I listen to this album, Pantera is not the first one no, that no, comes to my no, mind. No, not at all, not at all, not at all. <laughs> I, I often funny. struggle a little bit with Gajira and the same with Mastodon when I first get a new record. Yeah, well, it, takes, know, it, it takes some time. It takes me some time and I have to... <clears throat> It's the kind of well, yeah, good with Mastodon because Mastodon was well. exactly this, up until the last record. That yeah. was a little bit more instant, yeah, and not not again not to criticize, no, but it kind of left pretty. Yeah. It, it left me just this quick. It was like, eh, it's, that's all right, yeah. But their last albums, once they get in there, they stick. And Gajira is a little bit like that. Yeah, I have to work a little bit to really. Yeah, but you really have to. It's music that you really have to. You have to you, invest in it. Yeah, you have to focus. Yeah. yeah. I have like with, say, your, with your music as well, that it's not something that you put on in the background and you go cleaning the house. Yeah, it's you really a, have to sit down and, and listen to it, preferably in, in your headphones or something like yeah. that. And really yeah, yeah, get it's into challenging it. but rewarding. Yeah, and exactly. it's like I actually, yes. it's funny that you said Mastodon because I have had exactly the same experience with uh, every Gotcha album. Yeah, kind of. I think the the Enfant Savage, um, that single was was one of the songs that really hit me straight away straight away yeah. but beside that it's so unique you know the world what they create same thing with mastodon yeah their sound is so different from other bands in the way and the flavor and the complexity of the music that it kind of takes time yeah. to set your mind yeah. into that world and dive into that world but once you get there it's hard to get out anymore yeah it's like yeah. you get stuck I, I i these are kind of the bands that the albums i i get stuck and i listen again 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 yeah. on every day like yeah. you know in every occasion i put music on i put the same album yeah. on because yeah. I, yeah. I just need to listen more and more yeah. of it oh yeah yeah totally i love it totally. there's, a, there's a few other of those albums around yeah know? sure I, obviously there's a metallica connection with you yeah and justice for all is a bit like that and justice for all was an album that i had to yeah you know it's it's more complex and so many parts it, it i needed to invest oh, yeah. a little bit of time oh, yeah. into it yeah now that's interesting. It's interesting also how you can, like, you get that first impression of new music with with other whatever band, uh, and you kind of go, ah, okay, like yeah. you said, yeah. and then you start listening to it more and more, and then it ends up in your car or whatever, and it's on your phone on repeat and whatever, and it really, really starts growing on you. And then, like, um, a month later, you know, you, you can't live without it. It's just like yeah. it becomes a part of you in a way. And, and, and this goes to something that we talked a little bit earlier today. Um, the, the metal music is not instantaneous in regards to sales and all that as well. <clears throat> like these are kind of records like this is a fucking classic yeah this is a classic record and I think this will go down as one of the classic yep uh, of this era yep yeah metal definitely records. and and we done um, 
yeah, obviously we got hit. There's some history here. So I worked it. So we done really well with this record. Yes. But it just continues to go. Whereas yep. a pop record, you know, it's very up and down. Right. You know? yeah. This was released in 2016. Yeah. You know, and and it's still going now. Yeah. You know? yeah it's, it's really like, you know, when, when there is certain quality yeah. and then there's some timeless. Mm. Timelessness to it. Yes, Absolutely. timeless quality in yeah. it that, that keeps the album, makes it a classic. Yeah. yeah. That, that it doesn't matter. It's like Metallica Black album, you know. If you put it on stereo today, it sounds like it could have been done yesterday. Yeah. Sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. and it's oh, done yeah. 91. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's like, it has, you know, the production and everything is, is timeless. Yeah. Of course, some of the songs you heard a bit too many times, yeah. you know, that you don't really want to listen to them again from the CD. But this kind of albums is really like, you know that, okay, it's going to last. Yeah. Because yeah. the quality doesn't disappear. It, you know, the time is not eating it out. No, no, absolutely. Um, should we spin another song? Yes. Uh, no, fuck, this is a heavy song. The Cell. Yeah. Heavy as hell. Uh, let's have a listen and we will be back shortly.
Alrighty, we're back with Behind the Vinyl going through um, Gajira's Magma um, record. Um, a little bit of little bit of housework. Um, released by Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. Produced by Joe himself. Yes. Yeah. And recorded at Silvercore Studio, which is their own studio. In, his in own studio. His well, own studio. Or is Mario involved <coughs> as well? Or? You know, I, I don't know really, actually. I think it will. It's Joe's. I think it's Joe's. Yeah. Pretty much. Because they, they say that Gajira, I think it says on Wikipedia, Gajira relocated to... Uh, New York. Which is not, not true. Joe relocated. Joe, yeah, Joe exactly. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. What but I they refer to it as the band, which yeah. is not true. It's Joe relocated to New York. Yeah. And I think um, you know, this, the recording of this album was a bit broken up due to personal reasons. You know, yes. I think it's documented. They, yep. they, and it's heavily influenced in the, in lyrically, yep. you know, and... and and also in liberation as well. Yep. You know, it, it happened at a time when their mother passed exactly, away. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think we we uh, there's I think on this table there's some history with Kajira, all three of us. Mm. So the guys were in, and we discussed it right at the start. Mm. So when they were recording it, when they were building, I remember talking to them and the tour manager Taylor, you know, about the building the yep. the studio and yep. recording the record. Yep. And then they had to revisit it as well. Yep. They had to come back afterwards and yep. and re redo it. But it was recorded in Joe's studio. Yeah. yeah. It looks cool. I mean, <coughs> I've never been there. I've just seen the pictures. Yeah. But it looks really fancy schmancy. It looks really nice. Have you been there? No, I haven't. No. no. You've been there? No. Never been there. No, no. We were going to go there for something, but it didn't right. end up happening. Yeah. No. It looks really cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. And he... he um, but I think that I, I don't even want to say that, but I think that it's it's busy. I also think he has a lot of yeah, a lot, a lot of local bands use it, and, and I think like one of the first other bands to record there was uh, some other band that he was involved with. What what, what are they called? Bomb, or is it Car Bomb? Right. Okay. Or is it? Isn't there a band called Agent Orange or Code Orange or something? Oh, like Code that? Orange. It might have been them. Okay, I think we were one of the early ones that recorded in the studio. I think that's interesting. Which is yeah. which? Are label mates? They're also a Roadrunner band, right? Okay, so yeah, I think quite, that. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, and I want to say, did they tour together? They probably did. Yes, I think so. Yes. Where did Kajira play last time they were in Sweden? That was Gonalun. Before that, was Minchin? No, yeah. was it? Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah. Anyway, it's all a blur. <laughs> it's all a big blur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you got some serious history with Joe, in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk us through that? Yeah, we actually ended up to, uh, based on the suggestion of my publisher, who knew Joe very well and thought that we should hook up and do something together, and we en- ended up in the studio in Paris. I think it was. 2006, 2007, when we were working on Worst Collide album. And we ended up writing a song called Bring Them to Light. And that was that time that I was not super familiar we are, uh, yet with uh, Gojira stuff. So I ended up making uh, this kind of up-speed, speed metal, <laughs> trash metal song. And and actually Joe was super excited when singing the demo for it. He was like, oh, I've never done anything like this, you know, and it's it's so different. and. And it, it was really, really great to work with him. We did everything in two days, you know, all the lyrics, lyrics and everything. But we were, on that time we were doing the worst collide here in Stockholm with uh, Jakob Hellner. And the album structure was pretty far already. And Jakob is very patent 
very precise on on his productions and he somehow it came so late in the song that he couldn't picture it in the album as the, as the album was and then we didn't do the song and it took a few years uh, until we were doing uh, seventh symphony i was like hey what we have this song with joe you know should we do it now and then we got uh, joe to record his vocals in, in pasadena california on joe barry's studio mm -hmm. you know and um, we got the song out very special song very untypical apocalyptic song and very untypical <laughs> gotira song so it's very kind of interesting combination it doesn't sound too much either of us yeah. right you know, a bit of both yeah. but it's not clearly like yeah it, it's not very strongly traditional apocalyptic world or gotira world. Right, right 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 so i'm just looking forward to make another song with joe you know with uh, all these years and all the experience together and you know diving so deep into each other's music that would be interesting to see what would come out next is yeah. that a is that a discussion that you're having? Um, we haven't talked about yet <laughs> about that, but uh, that's a discussion we will, which will come up. You will. <laughs> nice. nice. You've you've you've, um, you've guested or you've had guests with you guys a, a, a lot of people, a lot of high level A list people. Yeah. Um, we had Corey Taylor, uh, Till, from Ramstein. Mm. Um, Brent Smith, Shine Down. Brent Smith, Shine Down. Dave Lombardo, yes. multiple times. Dave Lombardo. Yeah. Nina Hagen. Nina Hagen, yeah. 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 How did you end up working with Nina Hagen? I the idea for that song came from her side. All right. And uh, we got a piano demo that she was singing this Rammstein song Salmon with piano and we were like, wow, this <laughs> is this is something. The way she's singing, we we definitely have to do this. Yeah, yeah. And then then we did the song together and that was really great. I I really that's one of the favorite favorite collaborations for okay. me what we have done because if somebody is a character she is yeah exactly and, well, you know what's she like i mean i just remember her from the 80s that's when you <coughs> read about her in magazines and you saw pictures of her and she was quite outrageous and you know she dressed funny and stuff like that yes that's exactly what she does <laughs> and but she, she's super lovely yeah but she's a freak yeah as well so it's like like, you know, sometimes you talk with her, everything is pretty normal. And then suddenly she starts to explain how she was a river. <laughs> For example, you know, okay. some, something <laughs> relative to that, you know. Yeah. And and I actually had a... First of all, it was fun to shoot the video. We shot that in a lighthouse in front of Helsinki Archipelago. So she was with her super high heels boots there in the costume you know walking in this rocky <laughs> rocky island and it's so much fun and then i made one day at least or two days promo trip in germany with her mm. and that was something right. you know <laughs> she was super cool until the camera went on oh and then she freaked out i was somewhere on mtv and you know viva and all these music music video channels yeah and we are sitting in the sofa and then they put the camera on and then she's upside down on the on the floor and uh, singing something making some noise and i'm trying to keep the you know the <laughs> somehow the conversation together she was not able to participate just you know she, she was just you know i think uh, she had that image in germany that she was really freak yeah she had this freak, yeah. freak tv yeah. show yeah talking about astral whatever things you know I, I never followed up that too much, but I think <laughs> the, it, it, the part of it was that she wanted to keep that 
image of her in Germany. Yes. Right, yeah. So whenever camera was on, she had to be something beyond anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting to work with such a character. <laughs> but she's super lovely. Yeah. yeah. And I'd love to get her to sing someday, you know, live right. with us. Because we also made some um, kind of radio live recording. Yep. And we took like three different takes. And every take was like beyond amazing. Okay. Right. Yeah. So as a singer, she is outstanding absolutely wow. most outstanding singer i've never been in the same room with cool that's cool that's really nice that's great that's a great that's a great plug right? yeah, yeah hell yeah and um did you guys talk earlier about metallica you you also played with metallica on on their 30th anniversary right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. three three songs yeah i think we played Maybe two songs on this on their set, right. and then and you told Lars you told Lars to go home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, you told him to go home. No, 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 no. no, no he no. said that he will leave home because I didn't let him to play. So <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing was that you know we went there and we we agreed up front that uh, no leaf clover and one. Those are the songs we joined on their set. Okay, and then we went to the headquarters in the show uh, show that morning. And I was like, okay, let's do so that Lars, you don't play in the beginning. And, you know, that we play just cellos and, and James. No guitars, nothing. Just cellos and James until the double kick drum, you know, comes in. And, and Lars was like, well, I'm not allowed to play. Fuck, I will go home. <laughs> so it, was, it was kind of a funny situation. Because, you know, even we go there like they are our idols. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were super honored. But, you know, when it comes to work... Then it's just work. Mm. It's yeah. a different story. So yeah. then it's just you know, we do the thing together. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so if I have a suggestion, I I say it. Yeah. So yeah. no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter <laughs> if it's Lars. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter who it is. <laughs> the blunt finish. You yeah. Know, this is how yeah. it is. But that's good, and I'm sure they appreciate it as well. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was great, you know, and the result was really really cool, and it was. Uh, but it, it, we were of course really honored because especially that they build up the whole anniversary thing that they wanted to invite only people who were influential for their own career. And, you know, starting our career just because of their music. Yep. And then ending up that, you know, they get influences from us. Yep. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's pretty awesome indeed. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, uh, let's, um, let's play another song. Let's play Stranded. First single taken from, uh, uh, taken from the album. Mm-hmm.
thing is also that I consider this what might be their best album. I really love this one and The Way of All Flesh. Definitely their most commercial record. Yeah. Or their most, maybe commercial is the wrong word, their most accessible Ex- Exactly. <coughs> but also, because I, I found a review in Rolling Stone magazine, it only got three and a half out of five. Which is great. I guess, Which coming, is great. coming from Rolling, Rolling Stone magazine, I guess it's great. <laughs> no, no, I mean, great as in, you know, Led Zeppelin 1, 2, and 4. Shitty reviews. I know. Guns N' Roses, yeah, yeah, shitty reviews. Yeah, yeah, I know. All, this, I know. all these classic records. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the beauty of hind, hindsight when sure. you go back. Yes, and say, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Absolutely. All these records that got 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10 yep. and yep. sold 12 copies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, they are in just in the time, in the moment, yeah, right exactly. moment. You know, yeah. that shows, you know, if you get 10 out of 10, that shows that, okay, this is the right year and month to release this album. Exactly, but it will yeah. be forgotten soon. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it says here, uh, speaking of Injustice Roll, it actually says in this review that Gujira's new direction has been likened to the transition Metallica made from 1988's Injustice Roll to their 1991 self-titled blockbuster. Well, that to me is a little stretching bit stretching it, is, and, and a little <laughs> bit of a cheap is a bit of a cheap yeah. shot. This is obviously like we got the track. Like these are there's some short songs, three minute songs, yeah. and obviously Metallica went from uh, these epic like six seven minute songs in Injustice down to the three minute yeah. songs. Yeah, I think that's about the only. Uh, yeah, it says here also that though Magma is far more personal. Um, uh, it's a far more personal affair, not it, to mention far it, less this, commercial. Oriented. I find this very deep and very emotional. It is. And very, it is. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I don't feel this commercial at all. Well, I think no. the feeling comes from, I think for us it was a bit same that now, now making the fully instrumental album. Yeah. It's like the more complex the music is and the more special the sound is, the more important it is actually to take care of the listener the mm. way that you can you understand what you should listen to. Yeah. Right, yeah. And that's about arranging and producing. Yeah. And that's something what we have learned while doing loads of those vocal collaborations with really good producers who are really super good mm. on finding the right form yeah. to the songs. Yeah. And and now we try to transfer that. And that's I, what I think with Gojira happens as well. Mm-hmm. Because of their experience, they have understood the, the importance yeah. of that, that they're always needs to be something where your ear is yeah. gonna you know what it's gonna find and you can mm-hmm. follow and so that means that by first listening you actually can understand so it doesn't require several listenings to understand first thing out of it no, so no. it's more about defining things yeah. than getting more commercial yeah. <laughs> i yeah. think uh, th- that's my opinion of yeah it makes oh sense yeah. so saying <coughs> that the the importance of the track listing the 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 order of tracks are played is extremely important if that's going to come into fruition, yes. you know, mm. because you know, you're, yes, it is. You if know. you make album structure, full album, that's very important. Yeah, exactly. which song comes after which song? It's like a, making a live set list, it's all about the drama, it's no, all right. about the dramaturgy of the thing. Yeah, you yeah. know, if the th- songs are in the wrong order, they might lose its uh, you know, the character and energy completely. Mm. Like, you know, the tempo feels wrong because the tempo before it might make it too slow or too yeah. fast yeah. you know just to get the wrong feel so that's why track listing is, is mm. super it's, extremely important. It's, it's really important it's yeah. a bit of a lost art especially with a lot of modern music you know it's a, it's you know, a I'm just thinking now with, with with streaming and everything that people make up their own you know 
uh, make up their own list and they make they, up their they, own play a random play, play, and, random yeah. play and all that so that that old structure kind of disappears now and, and, and uh, which is interesting yeah because that's i remember albums being like that and when you were younger and you were listening to vinyl and stuff like that it was that order and yeah. you know it, it built it something you on that journey yeah, exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We had a conversation now uh, talking about vinyls, you know, that we made a double vinyl. It was like conversation, do we split it on the four halves? Right. Or three halves? Yeah. And it was actually a big conversation about that. Can we change the song order? And, you know, when you flip the side, you know, what's the effect of all those things? That yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. actually a very delicate thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's and cool. it was like, no, we can't put it. Because of the time, because then it comes the time what you can put on one side yeah. uh, without the sound get, getting any loss yeah. or losing low end or whatsoever. If you pack it too long, you can yeah. you can ma- make more minutes there, but you know then you um, do it in, yeah. uh, with the sound and so it's it's very delicate. Yeah. I hate that sometimes my Spotify goes into the mode that it's flipping songs in yeah. different order. I'm freaking <laughs> out. Where the fuck is this thing, you know, but I can get it back and track because I want to listen to my albums in the right order. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, Jesus. I love I love that you refer to you can't get it back in track too. No. <laughs> I, I I had something we were talking about kids earlier. I had something on my phone literally for two weeks it was driving me batshit crazy oh okay and then my kid was like what what are you getting so angry about I'm like fuck this is, this is happening on my phone yeah and he's just like ah oh, give it to me <laughs> took him all of a third of a second yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for weeks it was annoying yeah. me <laughs> excellent sign of getting old sign of getting old yeah um, so coming coming towards the end of it um, mastered by Ted Jensen Mm. Obviously, he's done a few records in oh, his yeah. time. Sure. Hotel California by the Eagles. Um, American Idiot, Green Day, uh, oh, yeah. Billy Joel, Alison Chains, Nora Jones. Oh, he's mastered some of our stuff as well. Yeah. He's done some yeah. of yours yeah. as yeah. well. Oh, okay, right. Cool. Okay. How, how much? How much focus are you putting on who's mastering? Yeah, Ted Jensen was specifically. Did you sort him out to master your record? We actually made test masterings. And actually, I think it was Burst Collide album. We made a full mastering with Ted Jensen yeah. and then Svante Forsberg in Finland. And in the final end, we ended up for the l- final master, different songs, different guy. Oh. Different mastering guy created the most um, satisfying result for us right. on different songs. So it was pretty much 50-50 huh. how the al- la- album was mastered, uh-huh. how the mastering sound was done. Right. So it's it is very important. Huh. Yeah, yeah, that's very <laughs> interesting. Yeah, very. Yeah, but how did you? Ted Jensen was someone that you come up with, and you went. Can you remember that? Did I you think I think it was uh, the producer who came up with that because he, he I think suggested. Ted Jensen uh, pro, uh, mastered all the Rammstein albums. I think. Right. Yeah. Mm. You know, usually yeah. it's that Indeed, the yeah. the people who mix they usually have their favorite mastering Master. person oh, okay, because yeah. they they take it under consider- consideration already while mixing. They kind of know. When they know, you know the mastering how person, person ah, right. how they treat it, and they kind of prepare it for that treatment. Okay. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it's very hard to break that, but we always try to try to search for new things. And sometimes in big names house, uh, one one big house was was the number one for a long time in the world, and we send them some master mastering thing, <coughs> and it came back, and it was it was like clipping all the way. 
So oh, really? they mastered some assistant has put it <laughs> on somewhere and didn't listen back to it. And it was, it was just shit. Wow. Right, okay. So it was like, yeah, you know, we should pay for this and this amount of money for destroying the master. Right. <laughs> 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 completely useless piece of huh. shit. And so it, the name never guarantees anything. Right. It's the, motiv- right. you know, the name with the motivation that can guarantee something. Right. Yeah. right. You know. Yeah. But the motivation and, and the experience have to go hand in hand. Cool. <laughs> Love it. Nice. Um, also, this was uh, songwriting is down to the brothers, Mario and Joe. Yes. And Mario, of course, being the, uh, the artsy fellow of the two. Absolutely. Doing a lot of artwork. And he's, he sells his, at least like, he does art on his drum skins does, and stuff like that. Does art on right? his old drum skins. Yeah. 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 Which is, does art on his old drum skins with weird stuff too yeah i think we were backstage and he was doing it with uh toothpaste oh something like that yeah <laughs> and he does his little videos he's he's uh, yeah because uh, i did a they he put together they put together some really cool when i think that when they toured with mastodon or whatever it was yeah it was like s- some murder stories and things like that exactly that was pretty cool i'm a, I'm a big fan of these guys I yeah think as a band and as people oh yeah they're great Wonderful. people i gotta say they're really Really down to earth, really funny, extremely nice, yep. um, and and very. Also, I must say, very. I mean, smart, intelligent guys. Very much yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, you can talk uh, about absolutely anything with them, so yeah. it's yeah. really cool. Excellent. All right, we're going to end it with uh, magma. Hmm. Um, slightly different from the from the previous tracks that we've listened to yep um thanks for your time yeah thank you very much um pleasure, pleasure. to have you here your yes. new record is coming out on uh january 10th january 10th yeah yes yep yep so everyone should check it out go and discover the catalog and, and check out the new album too um it's great again uh instrumental mm. yeah fully um, instrumental full instrumental challenging uh, and uh, rewarding yes listening <laughs> as earlier said <laughs> And, and equals on. longevity, you know? Yeah. yeah. Those two things yeah. equal longevity. Oh, yeah. So that's great. Um, congratulations. I think we've both heard it. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's great. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. And um, we'll see you back here on tour or two. You're coming through with uh, Sabaton? Yes. Yes. And, uh, right. Gothenburg and Stockholm. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. So that's going to be fun. That's yeah. going to be a great tour. It's called Great Tour, and it's going to be one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, you just played with them too. Recently. Yeah, we played last Saturday in Helsinki, yeah. Hartwell Arena, and it was it was really special night. Great, nice, great, excellent. Um, good choice of record too. Yes, I must yeah. say, <laughs> really, really good choice. Um, Nicholas. Yes. We'll see you next week for another. I'll be here behind the vinyl. Who oh, knows yeah. what record it'll be? Um, see you then. See you then. Cool. Thanks, guys.